welcome Shannon to Real Talk with Bella. Um, let's start there because <laughs> you're a former Mormon, and I want to. I I, I want to know. Like, tell me everything. <laughs> Every tell me everything. <laughs> Yeah, I grew up in the South in a really conservative um, environment, you know, conservative religious Southern Baptist environment. My family was Mormon. And so I really grew up in this like Christian bubble um, and the belief that I didn't even know any women that worked, which is kind of crazy to me in hindsight to think about. So I really just assumed that I would do what good girls do and get married and be a good wife and have a bunch of babies, which of course makes every fiber of my being to cringe, which I love being a wife and mother, but we have so much more to offer. I do too, world. but yeah, no, yeah. That. like, yeah, we're not one dimensional, you know, and yeah. we, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. our dreams are important and matter. So, um, I did, I followed the path I thought I was supposed to follow. I got married. I was 22 when I got married, 23 when I had my first baby and, very quickly realized that somebody had to pay for them. <laughs> and, um, my yes. husband was, um, wasn't able to get a job. And so I went to work full time and realized pretty quickly that actually I'm kind of good at this. So I started my career as a personal trainer and um, realized that I had a skill set that a lot of people didn't have and my ability to make sales and get new clients and had all at the same time all of this guilt that I was leaving my babies at home and you know I remember family members saying to me like I could never leave my child at home I don't know how you do it and just working through all the shame for having this thing I was very good at that I actually kind of enjoyed but also felt like I shouldn't shouldn't be doing yeah um so that was kind of the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey and um over the course of the next, you know, seven, 10 years, I started to really see myself in a different light and be proud of the work that I was doing. I built, I built a six figure business and then a multiple six figure business and then a seven figure business and then another seven figure business. And really in that time realized that I am so incredibly powerful mm -hmm. and Anything a man can do, I can do too. Uh, anything that anyone can do. And I think that, you know, your story really resonates with me kind of being put in a box that you're supposed to do this thing and this isn't really for you and really taking the time to unlearn what we've been taught and rewrite the rules for our own life and um, feel so grateful for my entrepreneurial journey and also kind of glad that it was so hard because it's really made me appreciate you know, what, what I've built now and, and the, the life that I have for myself. And I broke the curse, you know, it's <laughs> my daughter is like so cool. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I love um, that you say, you know, that your journey was that you're glad that your journey was difficult. And I think that's something that even to this day, you know, I've, I've owned my own business for probably not. Well, I can't even say I've been an entrepreneur since I was 13 at 13. I was selling stickers for re at recess. Like I was, <laughs> I was hustling like the next, like the next, my, I always found like a side hustle and my, cause I like money and I liked independence. Like I always like to have my own money. So, um, that meant that I had to do something. Um, actually third grade, I would write my classmates names in like really pretty cursive and they would pay me 10 cents. Like, <laughs> I love it. 
I, I listen, my mom was like, what? I'm like, yes, mom. And then I can get the extra pudding at lunch. Like that was like my goal was to get the extra pudding at lunch. Um, but you say that, you know, you're glad that it was difficult. And I think the disservice that we do still to this day is like this, um, because we do, we see it on social media all the time. We kind of glamorize the, the journey of success, right? Like it's so, and we're here and, you know, poppy champagne bottles. And then like, yeah, do you know how hard I had to work to get that champagne bottle? Um, I always have this running joke when I had my first office in Staten Island. I remember, I don't think you remember, you, you, you were dying when I told about the box of pens. Like uh. the, the, my, my, my sales girls would go through a box of, of pens in like a week. And there was like a hundred pens. And I'm like, I'm paying for the freaking pens. Like, where are the pens going? There's no way that you're consuming a hundred pens in a week because I'm the one paying. Like, and I think a lot of people don't understand um, that that's kind of like what it takes. And it's not the box of a hundred pens. My point is that it is hard, that it is difficult and that you decided to break, um, you know, probably generate, you know, generational conditions of what a woman was supposed to do. I know that I have in my own family, but I also had an incredible role model, which was my mother. Like my mother was a single mom of three um, and hustled also, you know, from the moment my parents divorced. And I always saw that there was a work, you know, there were two working figures in my household. There was my dad and, and it was not about um, quantity time with my kids. It was, a, it was about quality time. Um, how many kids do you have? You have one, two? Two kids. Two kids. Yeah. So, uh, are you done? You want more? Oh yes. Oh no, absolutely. I'm absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> because kids can make it harder. Yeah, it does. And the interesting here, I think that there is this really over glamorized view, especially of, of entrepreneurship. When I got into entrepreneurship, it wasn't sexy. You know, social media wasn't around, wasn't a thing. And I never had the goal of popping champagne on rooftops. Like my goal was always to be able to buy bread and milk and be able to, you know, pay for two hours a day of childcare. And I think sometimes we chase the wrong things because when you chase like actually serving your customer, right? The goal was always to create really good products because that was how I could add value to the world. That's what gets you to the end result. But you don't see, you know, I, a lot of people have asked me, how did you do it with new babies? I had a, um, I had a six month old when I started my first business. And then nine months later, I had another baby. So I built babies, I built businesses at the same time I had babies on my hips. And I didn't have an option. It was never like, well, I'll just do this in three years and I'll pause. It was like, well, if you want to pay the bills, you, you work during that time. Stay up late. You do the late, like late nights and the early mornings between, you know, taking care of your kids. And I just started sleeping, by the way. <laughs> I, sleeping. I just started sleeping a full yeah. night, not too long ago. So yes. It's really like a matter of how, how badly do you want it? You know, okay. if you want the rooftop moments, then yeah. maybe entrepreneurship isn't for you because it's everything else in the middle. Yeah. That's what it really is. Uh, yeah. A hundred percent. And the freedom that it affords you now too, with kids that you can take the time off when you can, like, I'll be here in the office and I'm like, okay, bye. See you. I got to go get my kids off the bus. You know, like this is because I do try to be as much of a mom as I possibly can. However, I do need for my own sanity and health and well-being 
to do all of these other things because then I would be a really crappy mom um, if I didn't have the opportunity to pursue my passions and my dreams. But one of the things that you have focused on over the years, which I, you know, from from looking at your Instagram and and looking at your content that you do create, is really ask uh, helping women entrepreneurs ask for what they want. And I feel like that is still, um, you know, I know that I have overcome that and I'm still struggling even today. I was just telling you, I was like, I'm not going to say yes to that because I know that if I do say yes, I'm going to put myself in a position that I don't want to be in, which is trying to do right by a client, but also disservicing my family. So you're, you're constantly in that, no, you know, a complete sentence. Yes. Right. Yeah. So how do you, um, you know, first of all, own that for yourself, because it, it, there, there has to be an epiphany, right? Where you're like, and I'm sorry, but we curse on this podcast and you're like, fuck that. Where you're like, fuck it. Like I, 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 this is not what I need. This is not what is serving me. Um, when does that happen first for yourself, but then that you have the ability to do it for others, right? Like, and help people get themselves to that place. Yeah, well, first I would say, you know, speaking up for myself, asking for more. The reason I'm so passionate about it is because I feel like I had to fight so hard to have my own voice and my own decisions. And so I'm in it with you. (laughs) It's it's still hard for me. And the reason I'm so passionate about talking about it is because I think we are so conditioned to make other people happy, to stay small and quiet, especially as, as women, you know, don't make a scene, just be pretty, know your place, like how dare you. Um, and so for me, it was really because this is a journey I went through and really pushed to, you know, believe that. So I had to speak out against my own family that it was okay for me to have a job, right? And because I went through that journey, I'm so passionate about sharing with others. And for me, it's really been a matter of getting really clear on what you say no to so that you can say yes to the right things. So we're conditioned to be yes people to everything. Yes, I can do that. Yes, I can help. Yes, yes, yes. You know, we're, we're conditioned to make everyone else around us happy. And so I think the best thing that you can do if you're just starting on this journey of speaking up for yourself is start saying no and get comfortable making other people uncomfortable. You are not responsible for other people's comforts. You are not responsible for other people's happiness. If you disappoint someone or you don't give them something for free, cheap, or easy that they wanted, it wasn't ever your responsibility. And the more you can get comfortable saying no, the more you can say yes to yourself. And yes to those moments, like you said, that this is my self-care. This is important to me. And because I didn't overextend myself at work, I can say yes. And so that has really been one of the most powerful things that I've done in my life is say, actually, no, thanks for your opinion, but (laughs) I disagree. That's it's my life and I get to choose how to live it. And opinions do not pay the bills. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no, I, I, you know, it's interesting because um, it's one of those things that I have this like maybe like an imposter syndrome sense of responsibility, right? Like a lot of people come up to, uh, to me and to us here at Bella, you guys are doing so much and you are accomplishing so much. Um, and in, in a way, my goal has always been to model what is possible, right? Regardless of, cause I was told that I would always have to pick and choose between my family and my career. Like that's what, what especially getting into a fashion industry, beauty industry, I was always told there was gonna be another single girl that has more time than you to be able to do X, Y, Z. It was 
it was like, it sucked. I, you know, and here I am, the, the little girl in me who dressed up, right? Like to pretend dress up to go to fashion week. I was like, screw you. I'm going to show you that this is possible regardless of me having to. And I, and every year, here's what I can't do. I can't go to every show period. I can't just, it's physically impossible. We can't go to. Well, and I was going to say on the flip side too, like, I love that you said, you know, obviously coming from a Mormon background, it was, I have to be a good girl and get married and have kids. And it's almost like you're being shamed for going to work. And sometimes on the reverse, like I'm in my mid thirties, I don't have children. I'm not married. And I get shamed because I'm not doing those things. So like, when is it going to be a point where we can just be women who want to go to work or want to live our lives the way that we want. And it's not, well, you should be reproducing or you shouldn't be going to work or you, you know what I mean? Like, when are we allowed to just say like, how about I'll figure it out later? You know, it wasn't until I hit 30 that I even considered having children. So it just was never in my wants or needs. I had to like down talk my girl, my, one of my best friends. I said, girl, you can't return kids. Like these aren't shoes. Like you these are not shoes or this is not like a new radio like that you could just like take back to the store. Like these are human beings that are yours. It's like a commitment. Mm -hmm. And just because you feel that this is like a check on your to-do list for being a woman, trust me, girl, no, like do not. And she then began to, she's like, well, maybe if I do feel like um, you know, having a kid in the future, then maybe I could adopt or have like a sir. And I'm like, there's so many different ways for this to happen. And it doesn't have to be you conceiving right now because you feel like you're running out of time. Like I like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. And it's another way that society pressures us that our decisions are not our own. Yeah. When you have children, if you have children, we are put all this pressure is put on us to do things that other people want for us to do. And one of my like best tools in my toolkit has just been the phrase, I'm not available for this conversation. <laughs> so, you know, when are you having kids? How long have you been trying? And, you and I, yeah. and I'm, not available. <laughs> I'm not available for this conversation. Yeah. And it, you're, I, I feel for you. I'm like listening to you share your story and it's so common. The first thing that we ask, you know, who are you dating? Are you engaged? When do you get married? We talk about a woman's re- who she is in relation to someone else. Yeah. And she matters more if she has a man, you know, that she's connected to. She matters more if she has kids. And the more kids, the, the better of a woman she is. And that is so fucked up. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yes, I got it. matter just because you exist. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm not available for this conversation. Yeah, I love that. See, that's going to be my new one line. not available, Jen. And you no. also <laughs> never know, too. I just feel like it's also the ignorance sometimes behind it. Like, how do you know, maybe I, you know, have been trying for 10 years to have kids and I can't. So it's like, don't define a woman by, is she married? Does she have children? What is she doing with her life? Like I'm doing things in a different time or way than you are. And that's okay. Well, we don't do it to men. We don't the first right. ask is it is, how many, are, are they trying to get pregnant? How, yeah. how much time are they putting in women? How often? I, like, I, I often flip it. Um, you know, be, when, in the beginning, when my husband and I were, when I was building a business so that I could be home with my kids and, and, you know, it was, um, the condition was always, this is great. My, Cause my husband thought he was helping fund like a hobby in the beginning. And mm-hmm. ultimately, oh, I feel that for you. <laughs> and also, and I'm like, no, this isn't a hobby. And, but he was the one who said to me, he's like, if you're take, going to take this seriously, 
go here. Like he was, a, you know, he sent me to the small business association in Staten Island where, where, where I started. He's like, you got to get like some sort of like knowledge of what it is that you're actually doing. Cause otherwise this is not going to work. And he did, he supported me, but it got to a point where, okay, now if this is what you want to continue to do, it has to be self-sustaining because it's, he's like, it's a really expensive hobby or it's a business. Right. And that's when I started to scale it and grow it and do what I needed to do to be able to, because my thing is, was always proving him wrong. Um, and that is about you. him I'm and everybody, like, you know, like I had, I was like, oh, I'm going to show you that I don't have to be a stay at home mom. Like it's not going to happen. And, and listen, stay at home moms have my utmost respect um it is honestly like and i know that you even working from home has been um you know over the past year and a half has been one of those things where girl if you have not been through it do not just shut your mouth because you don't know how hard it is to have to homeschool do x and also continue to do business and whatnot in the in the different you know i remember in the beginning when i worked from home when my kids were very little locking myself in closets, like to be able to have business conversations. I remember, you know, running the, um, the washing machine, right. So that they could think that I'm in the kitchen while I was running to the bathroom. So again, <laughs> take a client because that's, you gotta, you find, trust me, you find creative ways to do many, many, and, or just locking myself in the bathroom to have two minutes of uninterrupted, conversation with myself, because that's another thing. Like it is one of the hardest jobs ever. And, um, I, I commend you for, you know, getting to this place where not only have you been able to realize your dreams, but again, you're helping other women do it also. And that has to feel, uh, like a full circle moment because it's, you know, you, you should be very proud of that. Thank you. Something that's coming up for me while you're sharing that, um, story is, I would love to live in a world where the norm was when a woman starts a business, the expectation is great. Okay, let's get your LLC. Let's get an accountant. Why is the norm that it's a hobby? And why are women being kind of shamed for, for wanting more than, you know, it's, it's okay. I, this is something that I personally struggled with. Everyone was so supportive of my business when it was five hours a week and making extra cash. And I was able to be super mom and priority, you know, be there for everybody else. And the minute it started to take precedence and the minute I really started to, to out earn my husband and his earning potential, like there was a huge shift in our power dynamic and our relationship. And we're like, wait a minute, are we going to be okay? You know, and that feeling of a, a woman being threatening because she's, she's powerful or like, why is that not the normal? You know, I would love to be in, to live in a world where a woman who has kids, doesn't have kids says, Hey, I'm starting a business. And my husband like, no, the conversation is just, he's like, retire me. I'm good. Like, go, yes. go for it. <laughs> go yes, for it. That's how it should go be. for it. Retire yeah. me. He's like, he's on, on, now he's on that boat, which I feel like, oh my God. Okay. Thank you. Uh, but still, you know, it, the challenges again are for me personally, and it's just the balancing of wanting to be home. My kids are both now going through, like, you know, my oldest has a girlfriend now, I'm like vomiting every day because of it. It's like, what is happening? This was not supposed to happen for another 10 years. I told you at 27, like you're 13 and what is going on? Uh, and I'm having like visions that I don't want to have. I'm like, no, what is going on? And that's happening. Like that's real for me right now. So, you know, I'll come into the office. I'm like, I'm, I'm shook. Today I'm shook. Uh, this is because it's their one month anniversary this Friday. And he's asking me like, what do I get her? I'm like, 
candy bar. <laughs> candy bar, you don't get her shit. You don't get her shit yet. No. Anyway, my my point being, you know, this power dynamic, um, and I'm and I'm speaking to it just because you mentioned it and you brought brought it up. I feel this happens a lot, especially when one or the other, um, you know, in a part relationships are building, uh, whether it's their own business or they are doing it collectively. Um, you know, there, there has to be this conversation where you regroup as far as the type of support that you each need from each other to be able to make something like this happen, because entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. It is, it is one of the most difficult and most challenging things that I think, I feel like it's has always been a, a lesson in personal, personal development to build a business because you have to have like pure like guts like you have to be willing to take risks you have to be willing to put yourself in situation and do what others won't do in order to make it happen otherwise um you're screwed and you're going to be out of business it's one you know when you mentioned about the norm being you know for women to it's one of the reasons why my business partner Lynette Barbieri and I started entrepreneurial think tank for women which is a networking organization for women who are starting or are building um their own businesses is because where do you go? Yeah, you got a name. Okay, what do I do with that? You know, like, you got to get, what do I do with a name? How do we get revenue? My daughter's, it's my daughter's middle name and her birthday combined. No, girl, no. You got to think in terms of scalability. Like after five years, what are you doing with this? Are you going to give it to your daughter? Or are you going to say, you know what I mean? So these are all conversations that we've had over the years with this, because it's important that we come out to bat for each other to be able to make this the, 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 I expect like all of my friends, I'm like, why haven't you started your own gig? Like, why haven't, what, why aren't you building your own, you know, uh, streamline of income that just comes regardless of that nine to five or whatever else you're doing, because there is opportunity to do that always. You just have to be willing to do the work and it looks like work and it wears overalls and you got to show up and you got to go to bed late or wake up early uh, and be willing to do it, period. It's so exciting though right now. You know, I think about um, my grandma moved out of her home when she was 16, worked in a call center in a time when like women didn't have jobs. And she, you know, has been like a very strong symbol in my life of being a strong independent woman. And she could never, like she could never even fathom having the access that we have, the ability, the, the, the normalizer that the internet has brought us, social media, like our ability to connect in the world, reach millions of people, um, do business in a way I couldn't do if I had to open a little shop in my small town and only be open in between the hours my kids are at school. And I think that's really exciting. You know, I talked to her about this a lot and she's like, you're doing all these great things and you were on Good Morning America and she's like, <laughs> so impressed. But it's, it's really the way that the internet has created a level, truly leveled the playing fields for yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. It, that's so powerful. And I think sometimes yeah. we forget, you know, I started my business with just my iPhone and the internet, 27, 2015, right? Girl, I look back at my first like video blog and I want to like <laughs> cringe and vomit at the same time because it's like, oh my God, I had no friends who told me like this was crap. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> entry. but I also understood then that I had to do it. Um, and I was doing like, I was vlogging before vlogging became cool or, or, or part of, you know, social media or part of like content creation, 
But I did it because I understood the value in it. And I understood that people needed to put faces to names and see and get to know who I was um, because the internet can only give you so much. Uh, and video was another way for people to genuinely connect with you and, and see, okay, she isn't BSing me. This is what she looks like. And this is a real human being. Uh, she actually does have kids. You know what I mean? Like that's, and that's what I did. Um, and in my, in my, for, cause I had, um, I never wanted to call it like a mommy blog. I was, I, the word mommy. I feel seen. <laughs> like mommy and me time. I don't go to those. I don't go. I go to mother and my child time. Like, I'm like, no, I'm not a mommy. I, I am with exactly like I, I am a woman who happens to have children. Like I, I was very always because I, I don't know that whole. And again, to anyone who may be listening, nothing against anyone who identifies, I just, I even told my children, you call me mama or you call me nothing at all. Cause mommy ain't it. It ain't mommy. You're not, I do not answer to mommy. Um, another way, like our identity gets yeah. taken away from us. Yeah. You're, you're a human and then you become a mother and you're, you're just mom. Like, no, no that's yeah, part no, of your no. identity. Trust me. That happened to me when I got married too. And I got my first piece of mail with yeah. my married name. I was like, Oh, who is this person? This is not me. <laughs> oh, but it is me. Oh my God. Okay. I gotta get used to this now. Yeah. You have like, you know, an identity crisis, but yes. Um, I feel like it's so important to continue to have conversations like this and be so willing and open to share, um, you know, having to get, I mean, I know growing up as you did, it had to be challenging. It had to be difficult, but though, uh, you know, seeing what you've created, what you've built, how far you've gotten and continue to do on a daily basis. I, I personally commend you and congratulate you and know that you're going to continue to reach many more women um, to show what's possible for them. Because at the end of the day, sometimes that's all we need is just to see someone else doing it so that we get the courage to, you know, jump uh, in the pool as well and do it for ourselves too. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah. So how can people connect with you, work with you, get to know more about you? Tell us everything. Yes, I'm in the middle of some new projects, so I don't have like anything exciting to share yet, but the best place to find out what's coming next is to follow me on Instagram or TikTok at Shannon Monson. Um, I share a lot of free content, tips for how to speak up for yourself, ask for more, um, and really own your identity and rewrite the rules. So I'd love for you to follow me, say hello, send me a DM on Instagram at Shannon Monson. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. This has been so fun. Oh my God. And all I was going to say was, but brace for impact because you do not sugarcoat and I that's okay, something that you don't and I was like okay <laughs> Sharon, my kind of my kind of girl I, I yes I don't know I don't have a I don't have a sugarcoating filter I this is who I am welcome I don't either I try to like put red lipstick on to make myself look cuter but yeah no like what comes out of this mouth sometimes she'll be like <laughs> <laughs> did you just say that? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. But here and here we are. Thank and, you again. and have opinions, right? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you again so much for joining yes. us. This was wonderful. I look forward to continue our connection online and hopefully when because where are you based? Where are you located? I'm in Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta, but I do come to New York next. So next time I come up, we gotta do I was just gonna yes. say so when you're here, please hit us up. We'd be more than happy to meet you for coffee or lunch. I'm a big lunch and coffee person so uh we can definitely and if you're sushi you i'm game so, oh, i love sushi done and done See, amazing amazing thank you so much for thank joining you, us thank you